evening, my fellow Americans. Take the red pill. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. The disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. All we have built, all we have worked for, would be destroyed. There is nothing the political establishment will not do. And this nation will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action. These criminals cannot be rewarded. So that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. They're coming after you and I'm just standing in their way. Here I am. You and I have a rendezvous with death. The cost of freedom is always high. Those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. This is a crusade! This is a holy war against the deep state! We never wanted to be right, but yet things are all adding up to the firestorm. They separate us from our neighbors and they call it social distancing It's actually a bigger plan, it's called social conditioning They took away our privacy, there's always someone listening The elections planning riots for the citizens The government has always lied, it's history repeating But the problem is the schools dumb you down so you believe them If you try to speak the truth inside a tweet then they delete it Whole administration Satanists who claim they praise in Jesus Every year there's a new name for enemies that we're facing It's Al-Qaeda then ISIS and now American patriots Who would have thought those who love the country the most would be Hated on by folks who call America home Both political parties are equally just as evil They've been working for themselves, don't give a damn about the people Black, white, yellow, brown, humanity needs you Cause united we stand, divided they will defeat you The man on the news says the problem is me I'm just a small town boy with big American dreams The world's going crazy and they lying to us Y'all missing what was written in them pages That was history they wrote, now you wanna change it You racist, you hate this Why you want us all to be locked up in cages? I can't stand the left, everything they say is depressing Ship them to the Middle East, they can learn oppression Believe me, I mean this quite literal I love liberty, but I liberals wear a mask stay home complain and moan talk about privilege on your phone in your range Rolls, starbucks mango foo-foo whatever the cloth i'm cut from can handle any weather you just paper in the rain we ain't the same stand for the flag only kneel when i pray i just pray we go back to the old days land of the free home of the brave the man on the news says the problem is me i'm just a small town boy with big Going crazy and they lying to us Don't know who to believe So in God we trust Yeah, uh, I 
I see through all the illusions Refuse to humor rumors or accept that we're losing Easy to get caught up, consumed by the consumer Truth is so deluded, people starve off the confusion Comfort is the killer, your dream's execution Cool with persecution if I make a contribution Home of the brave look like a mental institution And there will be revolution if we can't find resolution And a threat is a promise, stand up, pay homage They tell lies, I'm being honest, test the time is upon us I know that God got us, so I'm fighting in his honor Hear the cries of the crusaders as we're strapping up our armor Either set set a higher ground or drown in a drama If I die for what I love, then my death will be nirvana We fighting for our freedom, don't believe what they've been feeding Be the change you want to see, the warrior that we're needing Man on the news says the problem is me I'm just a small town boy with big American dreams The world's going crazy Trust the news, the government, or pharma We just want freedom that you have that to offer We don't want the lies, the politics, or the drama We just want the life that was promised by our fathers We don't trust the news, the government, or pharma We just want freedom that you have that to offer We don't want the lies, the politics, or the drama We just want the life that was promised by our fathers The man on the news says the problem is me I'm just a small town boy with big Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism. Stretching its way into the United States of America, infiltrating our social and our cultural institutions, academia, and everything uh, in between from our politics all the way up to the destruction of our supply chain to our infrastructure and moving in towards global economic collapse in World War III. That is the firestorm event that, that we've laid out multiple times over here on this show um, and started talking about around November 2020. Tonight's show is the globalist war on America, and there's really specific reasons why we're going to talk about that. Kind of an important show because a, a few things happened today that we're going to look at that I I love it because there's nobody really puts things together. You got to look at the narrative and like piece it together. But I'll start with this because I, I know there's a lot of new subscribers out there like, what the hell's a firestorm? So we're going to start here with the firestorm, just a little brief overview, but then you're going to start to see how we've been laying this out over the years and how it's actually happening. And it's getting kind of, well, it's moving towards that end, the final battle 2024. Anyways, if you're new here to the Red Pill Project, the Daily Dose, or anything that we do over here on this channel, please hit that subscribe button, like, comment, and share. Go on over to our website, redpills.tv, R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S.tv. Subscribe over there. That definitely does help us. And you can find other ways to link up with us on over there. Kind of lost. I didn't lose my voice, but I was like just working a lot and talking a lot and really cold weather. So my, my larynx is kind of compressed a little bit. But I'm not going to worry about it. My voice feels fine. It's just a little raspy, I guess. So let's jump into this. So the firestorm. After the election was stolen from Donald Trump, Trump in 2020, I started saying that, hey, look, the globalists did this. The, the deep state, the globalists did this. 
And this is going to be their plan because they can never allow Trump to take power again. They can never allow the patriots or the good people or whoever you want to call them, the white hats, to ever take power again. So they're going to set up some type of scenario to where if they have to, if there's a point in the future where their back's against the wall, they need a fail safe. They will scorch this earth before they ever give up power. I looked at it in a multi-perspective view. I looked at it, number one is that you have to slowly create a social and cultural revolution in the United States of America, what they've been doing for about 10 years, 10, 20 years now. But what you want is you really want the foundation of a color revolution implemented slowly over time and then to take place geographically. Okay, so that was one. Number two was we know that they wanted to produce massive divide within the political spectrum. Okay. Um, so you have the culture war, you have the, the color revolution, which is coming up. Then you had the political divide. Now bringing that back to the state level is that you needed attorney generals in the states that would lessen the rules and the laws, not prosecute dangerous and violent criminals. And then you need governors in there who would let people out of jail who are violent and dangerous criminals. The reason being is because as social destabilization begins to occur, it's those people who exacerbate that situation and cause the social unrest, the, pro, the social unrest, the protest to go violent or into riots. Right. And then you have the rising crime rate that also spans from that. So we have social and cultural destabilization, part of the firestorm. Then we have the political destabilization. I don't think I need to talk too much about that. We see that right now. We have the left and the right wing of the same bird, the left, Republicans and Democrats. I mean, we, we get the Speaker of the House who we all think is MAGA. And this guy is nothing but pro-Israel lobby, and that's all he is, is just out there fighting for Israel, trying to do the best that he can for Israel, and I, I just can't stand that. We need to do what's best for America. We need to do what's best for Americans. If we took a portion of the money that we sent over to Ukraine and Israel over the last few years and just put it here in the United States of America, we could have multiple different programs to help support the homeless, homeless children and women, as well as homeless vets and vets and, and people in need in our country. But yet we don't do that. We just spend billions upon billions of dollars overseas. And there's a reason. There's a reason why politicians are more prone to take your taxpayer dollars, billions of dollars, and send them overseas. Number one is they want to gain support within the United Nations on the global stage. They want to have that support to put sanctions on countries like Iran and Russia and China. They want to garner your support to control global trade in the global financial industry. Number three is they want to control those countries individually in the sense of those leaders. So they give them formulative aid. This aid that they give these countries, we know what happens, that gets distributed to various non-government organizations, non-profits, and charities, which those American and Western corpora uh, corporations, who they are, they receive those monies, then filter it back into the politician's pocket, into super PACs, and retain that power structure that is circulating that taxpayer dollars back to the politicians. Okay, I saw something about a blackout. Sorry. <clears throat> so that's kind of why the politicians, it, it's, it's, it's beyond gone. The system was built this way. It's not a corrupt system. The system was literally built this way. It was built to be this corrupt starting around the year 1900. Absolutely, Lori, it's all planned. 
Okay, so that's the political destabilization aspect of it. And both sides worked for the globalists. There's, there's no denying that now. One thing that I've said, though, that's going to come out of this is that states will begin pushing back. States will recognize the Tenth Amendment and beginning pushing back against a federal bureaucracy. And they do this through basically separating themselves from the federal powers. Now, the Tenth Amendment gives these states the ability to do so, especially when there's various threats to those states. This last week, we saw Texas do exactly that by taking eminent domain laws and executive orders done by Abbott to secure the land on the border at Eagle Pass and take it away from Customs and Border Patrol and kick them out of that area. I said right after that, when that happened, that the federal government most likely will go to the lower courts and then the Supreme Court. They went directly to the Supreme Court and we're still waiting to see what's going to happen with that. But Governor Abbott, whatever comes down from the Supreme Court should just say, F you, I don't care. doesn't matter. This is my state. I'm responsible for it. You're not doing your job. Get the hell out. And that's going to spawn what we've talked about before, this kind of civil war idea. But it's not going to be the left versus the right with guns and armaments in the street fighting each other. Instead, what it's going to be is it's going to be states' rights. It's going to be states fighting each other or fighting the federal government over the various rules, laws, and regulations that are coming about. James Madison talked about this in Federalist 46 when he said the way to curve a tyrannical and oppressive government is with an outspoken governor and state legislation counteracting the federal legislation. So we know that there's a reason why Texas is standing up right now, and many will stand behind Texas on those endeavors. And that's going to ultimately lead to a state-led civil war against the federal government. And really what that means is that states will begin pulling their sovereignty out of the union and back into themselves, and then most likely unite amongst themselves. Now, I don't want to see that. I know you don't want to see that, but it's probably something we're going to see. Okay. The next part of this was, you know, the infiltration of academia, the infiltration of our cultural aspects, the the changing of history, the changing of definitions, words, these types of things. We're seeing all of this from the the trans agenda to, um, sorry, from the trans agenda to everything else that's being promulgated in our society towards the younger generations, the, the changing of ideals within science, the, the, the implementation of diversity, equity, and inclusion practices down into our schools and into the financial and corporate structures. The, you know, that comes from ESG, environmental, social, and governance, which is a, direct, a directive directly from the World Economic Forum, which are meeting today, which is not coincidental. We're going to see a little bit about that. I got to get a drink of water. Hold on. Ah, man. Hopefully that helps. So the firestorm is multifaceted, but it's all of these things occurring sequentially at the same time, but ramping up slower and slower and slower, or sorry, slowly, faster, 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 till you get to an eventuality where you can't ignore them, but they're also running along with the globalist narrative. Now, we've been talking about this since 2020. Now, one thing to note is since that time, we've seen 
over 200 food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities catch on fire, burn down, or be basically critically wounded um, for them. There are a lot of mom and pa shops that were trying to be bought out by bigger conglomerates. They didn't sell. They had a fire. The insurance doesn't cover that. They have to shut down. So we've seen a lot of that with food processing, manufacturing, distribution facilities. Then we've seen a lot of gas, oil, pipeline, distribution, refineries also blow up and start on fire at an abnormal amount over the last four years. Uh, then the increased amount of train derailments and train thefts. I mean, 60,000 pounds of ammonia nitrate goes missing from a moving train from Wyoming to California. I mean, I don't know who has the capability to steal 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate from a moving train, but uh, I'm highly speculative of that situation and wondering where all that stuff is. Then we go to the other part of the social destabilization is the open border. The open border is absolutely atrocious. We've had millions of people come across over the last few years. Many of these have been identified as military age men from various different foreign countries, Middle East, Northern Africa, and Asia. A lot of them potentially being trained in militant camps. We know of a lot of them from um, Ted Benzman, Todd Benzman who testified in Congress in September 2023 that are actually members of Hezbollah 910, a, a highly efficient military unit, special forces unit trained by the Iranian guard. And they are in the United States. They've came over the border, thousands of them, and been distributed and sent directly into our cities. Now, that comes to the next level of social destabilization that potentially comes next. When you have global economic collapse, when you have political destabilization, and the cities begin to decline and crime rates increase, and let's say protests turn violence and civil war breaks out, that's when these sleeper cells are enacted and you start getting a war waged from the heart and inside of the United States of America to a point where police, military, and National Guard aren't able aren't able to keep up. On top of that, we talked about the military. We talked about the National Guard and the vaccine mandates that came upon them and caused a lot of good people to get out. And we warned about this a few years ago. Not only did it cause a lot of good people to get out, but it's caused a lot of people to be sick, which means that you have a lot of critical positions in the military that were never backfilled. But also retention rates are down almost 80%. You have a recruitment rates are down over 50% which means we don't have enough people to fill the ranks of our military. This makes us vulnerable. Along, uh, along with all this, I talked about how the United States would be dragged into a multi-fronted war, that we'd be fighting a war in Eastern Europe, we'd be fighting a war in the Middle East, we'd be fighting a war in Southeast China. And I said that that's going to manifest and it's going to come about very, very soon. We got some news. We're going to talk about that here in a little while that pertains directly to that. Now, when looking at that, though, why would they want that? Because if we have a weak and vulnerable military that is now deployed in a multi-fronted war overseas, that makes the United States in itself vulnerable. They have to implement the draft because recruitment rates and retention rates are down ma massively. They have to call back veterans. They have to call able-bodied men back in the service. They have to send them overseas to fight these three different wars that potentially could go be going on. And what does that do is that only leaves the women, the children, and the vulnerable left here in the United States of America. And then you get all these terrorist sleeper cells that are being pushed out there and driven there by freaking Republican governors all throughout the border land into the sanctuary cities that is nothing more than a cesspool waiting to explode in violent extremism and waiting for that time when all able-bodied men are sent overseas to fight a war. And what do you have? 
you have these people, these these terrorists, uh, Hezbollah 910, that start rising up in these cities and begin taking them over without any resistance because the police and the military and the National Guard aren't going to be able to substantiate that. So then we talk about the attacks on infrastructure and supply chain. We talked a little bit about that. We know that we only have about 30 days of our strategic petroleum reserve actually left here in the United States, which means if we go to war, it's going to be a very, very bad day. Uh, we would have to ramp up production, which takes about 18 months to get production back up and moving. And Joe Biden shut a lot of that down. We can't get it from Venezuela. We can't get it from <clears throat> Russia, and we're not going to get it from the Middle East because they're all BRICS nations now, which I said back in the beginning that the BRICS nations were not an economic alliance, but a military alliance. And now we're actually seeing that. Then on the supply chain side, yeah, we supply a whole world with tons of different stuff, but through the BRICS negotiations and the new Silk Road initiatives, they're basically replacing the United States of America in soy, corn, and various other crops and livestock. Is that is being switched out as we speak. And soon it's not going to matter what the United States exports are. All right. Censoring content is a, what is this crap? Hiding comments without the option to unhide. Nobody's hiding your comments. I don't even have a moderator on Facebook. So I don't know what you're talking about. If someone's hiding comments on Facebook, um, it's Facebook, not me. Just an FYI. I'm not even, we have no moderators on Facebook right now. So sorry, Wendy, I don't know what that's about. Um, but going back into it. So attacks on infrastructure. How many times in the last two years have you been warned about Cyber Polygon? The exercise that happened in 2021 with the World Economic Forum, where they teamed up to discuss a large-scale cyber attack that potentially could happen throughout the world, and most notably in the United States of America. How much over the last few years have I talked about this? And we've seen already. Various attacks on U.S. infrastructure. We've talked about CTIL and what they were doing to censor American citizens as a third-party proxy directed from the White House. How they're owned by a former head of intelligence at the Mossad whose whole idea is to go get a war against Iran and then basically get the Middle East all united around Israel. That CTIL went out there pro bono and grabbed the DOD, the United States government, various state governments and local governments, infrastructure projects into their grasp by doing it pro bono and then going out there and giving them the cyber tools to fix it, which means that they had direct access to all these critical systems. The day we put this out there, the day um, uh, Whitney Webb puts this out there and redacted, a few days later, we put it out there. That weekend, there were cyber attacks within infrastructure, water supplies, dams. We got airports. It's actually happening exactly the way that we suspected and people said it was going to happen. Um, so cyber attack threat is incredibly large. So these are variations of how infrastructure is going to be affected. And then supply chain, we, we've seen what happened during COVID and toilet paper. We talk about prepping a lot. We just had Saturday, our town hall on socialredpill.com, where Jason talked about the three by three by three prepping solution. And we talked about how you should be storing water, how you, what, what, um, what you should be storing water in, how much water you should be storing, how much food you should be storing, uh, the various different uh, totes that you should be putting together for your family members, how much food you should need for each family member. I urge you to go back to the social red pill and watch that in the town hall. It, it's highly important. But then the other part of this is global financial collapse in World War III. 
Now, this is where it gets interesting. We've all felt this pending doom of the global financial collapse. But one thing we knew is they wanted to get their new infrastructure implemented before this happened. We didn't know if they wanted the New York Stock Exchange wanted to wait for tokenization to come about before they actually put this out there. Or they were just going to do it and just wait till they had the base infrastructure. Well, now with the unified ledger coming out with the Bank of International Settlements and them putting out the infrastructure that needs to be set up through private organizations and governments with CBDCs and private tokenization, we see this all ramping up with Bitcoin and everything that's happening, which means that, in, and I've explained kind of what the economy is going to look like uh, when private tokenization takes place, is that instead of going out there and getting paid in dollars by a business, you're going to be paid in tokens from your financial institution. And the companies that they own are going to accept those tokens. It'll be universal and it'll have interoperability going, but basically your money is going to be issued by private corporations and companies instead of the government. And the government is just going to be an intermediary for basically a clearinghouse. And that's really what the unified ledger framework actually talks about. So the question was, is did they want to have that infrastructure in place or just set up to where everybody was building it out before the global financial collapse? Because you have to collapse this economic model to get rid of it. You have to show everybody why this economic model is so bad. And I agree, the, the fiat system is incredibly horrible. It is it has completely drained the American society of its wealth over the last hundred years that it's been in place. Okay, but then we get into World War III, and I've talked about it, multifaceted, multi-fronted war. We've had Ukraine, Eastern Europe, Russia. I'm going to go through a few things here, and, and, and this is not, doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow, but I'm telling you it's ramping up. Now. Let me find the first part of this because there's a few things that happen in Yemen, but that's not going to be the first part of it that I wanted to talk about. There was an article that came out the other day pertaining to this, not an article, but just uh, some headlines of some things that people said. Um, where is it? And I'm looking at my Twitter if you're wondering. I thought I had it pulled up. Well, what it was, was that oh, Germany, Germany is ramping up for war with Russia. Then today we get news that Sweden is preparing for war with Russia. Then we get news today from Bill directly that NATO is preparing for war with Russia. Like, not, not like... You know, NATO wants to talk to Russia. NATO is preparing for war with Russia. This comes a few days after Vladimir Putin of Russia comes out there and called for an emergency session of the UN Security Council after the bombing of Yemen. By the way, the United States and the UK bombed Yemen. They let the whole world know before they did. Um, Joe Biden's administration never went to Congress and got any authorization whatsoever. They just used the War Powers Act. And then Mike Johnson comes out and is like, how dare Joe Biden use the War Powers Act and not tell Congress? Well, j dude, create a bill and um, freaking amend the War Powers Act so they don't, they can't do that. Hold them responsible for violating it. But they won't. They won't. 
And the reason is because they're just playing the game. They're just going along with the narrative because that's what they do. We had this report. This was from Paul Sperry. Special DOD Inspe Inspector General for Afghanistan, John Sopko, warned today that the Biden administration is funding terrorists in Afghanistan and stonewalling a full audit by his Office of State Department aid to the Taliban regime. What are they trying to hide, he asked. What are they trying to hide? $85 billion worth of U.S. military supplies, ammunition, and armaments that were left there, as well as the billion dollars a month that the Joe Biden administration is still continuously giving to the Taliban, which then they are given to the Houthis, they're given to the Hezbollah, they're given to Hamas, they're given to Iran. That's what's happening. And then they're selling them in the black market. How do you think the, the radical rebels in, in Gaza got American-style weapons? They're getting those from Ukraine. They're getting those from Afghanistan. But see, these are the facts that they don't want you to know. We've talked about it on this show before. We go back to Libya. We go back to 2012 to 2014. The Benghazi incident, the Gaddafi killing. The Gaddafi killing was the same thing. He was calling out Hillary Clinton. He was calling out Barack Obama. He was saying that they were running guns and drugs and weapons up through his country into Syria to try to overthrow Assad, a duly elected uh, leader of a country. And, and then you have the Benghazi incident. Where, where the ambassador there said the same thing days before this, called up Hillary Clinton, reported it, and then he's dead. So what was going on there was a gun-running operation. This comes months after or years after the Fast and Furious operations of the Attorney General Eric Holder were done in the United States, where the DOJ was running guns directly down to the cartels in Mexico, which then were turning around and coming all the way back up into the United States of America to various different gang members and sleeper cells in the United States. Okay, I'm going to try to do all this. There's just so much on this war. So then this weekend we see this. And, and this was kind of interesting. I'm going to read this to you as I show it to you. So this was from Wall Alerts. We had a uh, critical NOTAM warning issued for the hazardous area of extreme radiation le levels. This is in the area of the Marshall Islands, also known as Kwajalein Atoll. So the NOTAM warning has been issued for the Kwajalein Atoll in the Marshall I Islands. The notice states, attention to all aircraft operating in the vicinity of Kwajalein Atoll for your safety. Overflight of the island north of the runway is prohibited due to hazardous conditions that pose a potential risk to life. All arrival and departure must follow south traffic to avoid extreme radiation hazards. Please contact base operations. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Why is that important? So one of the interesting things about me and my military service is I've actually been to Kwajalein Atoll. Okay. We were on a Westpac. We were coming back from Guam. We were heading back to the States and we went to Majoro, which is an island in the Marshall Islands. And we went to Kwajalein. I've actually been to Kwajalein twice. Now, one of the interesting things about Kwajalein Atoll is there's an old Japanese destroyer that sits right in the middle of the atoll that's standing upright, and there is live ordnance from World War II still left on the island. It's a beautiful place, by the way. The other question is, what do they really do at Kwajalein Atoll? Uh, well, I've talked about it. There's runways and there's launch pads. There's launch pads for ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles. It's a, it's a nuclear missile monitoring facility. 
That's what they, a lot of what they do there. They monitor space, space debris, space satellites, killer satellites, airspace, and they have various nuclear outposts watching for nukes and also nuke retaliation points. It's a strategic point since it's within like 500 miles of uh, China. Okay. Breaking news there. I wanted to get this out um, as I just saw someone comment on it. As we know, the Don delivers in Iowa. Donald Trump has won the Iowa caucus with 54.9% of the vote. We knew that was going to happen. Everybody knew that was going to happen. And, um, I mean, Vivek, I mean, where's Vivek? I mean, he's not even, uh, 198 votes for Vivek. <laughs> Gotta love it, guys. Gotta love it. So, breaking news right there. Um, yeah, you know, uh, thank you, John Kidner. We can talk about disease acts maybe here in a little bit. It, it fits into the narrative when we get into the, uh, the world economic side of this, but. You know, Kwajalein Atoll is this is a nuclear test area as well, is that you have Marshall Islands where you utilize various nuclear test points back in the day. Now, my question was, is did they test a nuclear bomb within the Kwajalein area? It's very common. That, well, not common, but they do it like once a decade. That was a possibility. They just didn't report it. I don't know. But then what I found really interesting is you have the Kwajalein Atoll, Marshall Islands thing. But then I see that a U.S. cargo ship is attacked, okay, by Iran. According to the Ambry, the British Maritime Risk Company, a fire broke out on board the Marshall Islands flagged U.S.-owned boat carrier. The company assessed the attack had been targeted U.S. interests in response to U.S. military strikes in the Houthi positions in Yemen. Wait a minute. The U.S. ship that was attacked by Iran and the Houthi was out of the Marshall Islands? Does anybody find that odd that we have this not-TAMS um, risk order that's put out just a few days ago? Then all of a sudden, there's a cargo ship attacked, and it just happens to be out of the Marshall Islands. The same place that that Natam risk was, was placed for. I don't know. Something's going on here. I don't know how to connect those two, but I don't believe in coincidences either. So it might be nothing, but I think it's worth like kind of maybe investigating and keeping an eye on. Potentially maybe wondering if there's other cargo ships out of the Marshall Islands in the Persian Gulf area that might be carrying a tactical nuke that they don't know about on board, that they closed off that airspace because they were doing testing configuration and it's on its way there. And when that goes off in the Middle East, then they blame it on Iran. I don't know. But after a, a few things that happened today, I don't think that they need to wait. I did want to talk about this real quick. Um, it was Germany. Come on, I just had it. It was right there. Germany's army, army is preparing for Russian attack. Tons of thousands of German soldiers 
um, to be deployed according to a classified documents obtained by the BILD, the Bundeswehr. So Germany is readying up for war against Russia. Now, we just talked about the Iowa caucuses. I'm going to get back on to World War III in a second, but the Iowa caucus today, only 27% of Americans identify as Democrats. How the hell did Joe Biden get 81 plus million votes when 27% of Americans are Democrats? Notums, notums, I know. Thank you. If you haven't noticed, my pronunciation isn't the greatest when I'm talking. So U.S. diplomats are warning about the big size of the Chinese delegation at Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. Now, if you go back to my earlier episodes years before when we had the Davos meetings and China was completely absent. China wasn't there, nowhere in sight. What was I saying during that time? China's planning something. They're working with the BRICS nations. They're building up BRICS. Now they have the largest delegations there and their second premier is speaking. He opened it up. What's going on with that? Remember I told you that there's various different factions. You have the nation state factions, which basically divvy up power and they try to kind of compete against each other. But then you have the puppet masters at the top that pull the strings and try to have everything ready. So no matter who wins the war, they're always alive. That's what just happened. The World Economic Forum is moving away from the West and moving more towards that Asian alignment. At least that's what I'm believing. Uh, kind of interesting here. I, I thought I'll play this real quick. I'm just going up my Twitter feed as we're talking about World War III breaking out. But listen, what's happening to our country is not sustainable. It's not sustainable. We can't have 15, 16, 18 million people. 15, 16, 18. What happened to 17, Donald Trump, while you're wearing that white hat? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I just talked about it. U.S. owned ship was struck by a missile off the coast of Yemen. So, <clears throat> this is interesting because there's a sequence of events that happen. U.S. ship is hit by off the coast of Yemen. Then Iranian drones with cruise missiles hit targets in Iraq, U.S. base targets. So U.S. base, U.S. consulate, and a few other places were attacked today by Iran who came out and took responsibility for this. At the same time, Netanyahu comes out and says that they're ending their campaign in Gaza and are ready to move on to the next stage. So Netanyahu, Israel, comes out and says, we're ending the Gaza, the Gaza stuff, and we're going to move out to the next stage. At the same time, a U.S.-bound cargo ship is struck by a missile by the Houthi, and then Iran bombs various targets in Iran. Like, I, Israel couldn't have coordinated that better with Iran. Like, almost like that was expected to happen. Like, they're kind of false flags or something of that nature. So, the Russian uh, uh, MO, uh, MFA and MOD have also came out again and accused the United States of America of creating artificially managed epidemics. They've been doing this for decades. But with Disease X coming about, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, talking about this, uh, many Western societies getting ready for this Disease X. I've already talked about what Disease X was. Disease X is the side effects, the effects, really, the effects of the vaccine as that becomes rampant and more of these other illnesses evolve within the systems of the immunosuppressed and get stronger in the turbo cancers and all the other illnesses that come about will be labeled disease X and will be utilized to take our 
our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties away and to restrict our freedoms once again with lockdowns when this disease X comes to the spotlight, really, whenever they want to push it out there and utilize it. Okay, we talked about that. So on the same day that Iran strikes the Iraqi consulate, Iraqi base, and targets in Iraq, and the Hathi hit, hit a U.S. cargo ship, North Korea abolishes the agency managing the inter-Korean relationships between Kim Jong-un and the South. China has came out in the last week, ever since meeting in the Pentagon last week, and been very verbal that the United States should not interfere with Taiwanese elections, should stop giving Taiwan uh, weapons. Taiwan, by the way, did uh, the the pro-American side did win the elections. Um, and now China is ramping up with its military efforts against Taiwan. We will see that some type of incursion by China into Taiwan before the November election because they can't afford Donald Trump to actually get in some way, shape, or form. <clears throat> and I'll give you my thoughts and theories on World War III and what's happening there. Uh, okay, that was that was the Twitter feed. Good. So Donald Trump won the Iowa caucus. That's good news. So going into this, what do we see rolling out right now? Well, it's questionable if we're going to see global economic collapse or we're going to see World War III break out first. I think that we're most likely going to see World War III break out first because that's an easy way to get in global economic collapse. Because if the world goes to war, if we have Russia and NATO at war, we have uh, Israel and Iran or U.S. and or, sorry, Israel and Iran, or U.S. and Iran at war in the Middle East. The global economic collapse is going to happen. Gas prices are also going to skyrocket. If China goes after Taiwan, you're going to see a massive trade embargo, especially on technology, phones, TVs, these types of things, as well as if North Korea attacks South Korea, you're going to see that same type of trade embargo, but you're going to see U.S. involvement in all three of those conflicts. And that goes back to what we talked about in November of 2020 with the firestorm specifically. So, Interesting enough, all of this stuff is happening. Now, not necessarily when we said, but it's all happening almost exactly the way it's supposed to happen, right? And it's kind of scary because I don't want to be right. I never wanted to be right on any of these things. But hopefully I'm right on the other things, that we are moving into that drip, drip flood, that all is being revealed, all is being unveiled, that the truth is coming out, that the precipice moment is coming, and that we are moving towards this precipice, and that we get to take back power, that we get our country back in the end of all of this. I do believe that we are moving towards that point. I do see that actually happening. Enough people are awake that we are moving towards a precipice. Enough people are awake on the Democrat side that we're moving towards that point where they're coming over on our side. The Marxist revolution is failing in the United States. The reason is, is because of you and me, and then we're getting out there and we're putting the message out and we're notifying and informing people of exactly what's happening in the world. Uh, let me go through the news and make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, oh, we got the Arctic cold. Yeah, it's colder than shit out here. I built, I framed and built a studio in my garage this weekend uh, because I need one by the end of this week for the show. And uh, it was like negative 11 wind chill, negative 20 wind chill. Um, is this type of wep weapon modification technology? Potentially. It's usually this cold here in the north, but usually that doesn't span down in the Texas, Louisiana and stuff. Um, possibly. I think we've been talking about it every year for the last few years. And it's interesting that 
one of the main topics on the World Economic Forum's meeting this week is the climate, is the weather change, and the United States is overtaken by this massive Arctic freeze at the same exact time that that's happening. No coincidences there. Uh, Secretary Blinken's delegation is trying to counter in the mega China delegation um, at the World Economic Forum. In other words, they're scared, but I don't see why they would be scared. That was a Gateway Pundit article. I don't see why they would be scared because Blinken works for China, for fuck's sake. The guy is paid off, bought and sold for China, former Goldman Sachs. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson addresses blank ballot education concerns, demands release of machine audit logs. This is the Attorney General that they tried to remove from Texas. He has subpoenaed these logs specifically from the machine audit. And uh, this could get really, really good. I mean, if if Texas AG Paxson comes out and shows that there was massive voter fraud within the voter logs of the election in 2020 with Donald Trump in Texas... Shit's going to hit the fan. Going to be demanded by all the red states that come forth. They're all going to do the same thing, and they're all going to come forth. Now, this is, this, this is interesting. I want you to listen to this clip because this is how scared they are because they know nothing can stop Donald Trump. Are you concerned that Trump might be elected again? I, I think it's very likely. And if it happens, it is likely to be the kind of like the, the death blow to what remains of the global order. And he says it and he says it openly. Now, again, it should be clear that many of these politicians, they present a false dichotomy, a false binary vision of the world, as if you have to choose between patriotism and globalism between being loyal to your nation and being loyal to some kind of, I don't know, global government or whatever. Are you concerned that Trump... That's Yuval Noah Harari, the basically second in command of the World Economic Forum, saying that Trump's most likely going to get reelected and that is going to be the nail in the coffin for the new world order. Remember what I told you, they will never give up power again. They will scorch this earth before they ever do. This weekend, there was a 911 call made about an elderly gentleman threatening to kill an entire country. <laughs> and the White House was swatted. No, the fake caller claimed that the residence was on fire and got the White House swatted this weekend. Um, I guess swatting works for just about anybody in anywhere. Go figure. Who who would have guessed? I, I hate to have been those uh, police officers who showed up. Okay. Few things. Kill the bill. What are they afraid of? Preventing private paramilitary activity, guys. There's a few different points here I wanted to talk about because this deals with your freedoms, rights, and sovereignty. Um Democrats bring bill to prohibit armed citizen militias. Um, 
Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act seems to be in violation of various interpretations of the Second Amendment could easily be positioned against a Second Amendment rally or a group of peaceful protesting armed or uh, well-armed. Even so, the nature of the bill could be interpreted to not even include such weapons, but more so just ideas. And I'll bring up the article here because I think it's important for everybody to maybe we go over this a little bit here. And so introduced by Ed Markey, or they should just call him Ed Marxist, uh, the bill dubbed Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act would prohibit privately organized groups from publicly patrolling, drilling, or engaging in harmful or deadly paramilitary techniques, interfering in interrupting government proceedings, or interfering with the exercise of someone else's constitutional rights. The bill defines a private paramilitary organization as any group of three or more persons associated under a command structure for the purpose of functioning in public or training to function in public as a combat, combat support, law enforcement, or security services unit. And you know how they can elaborate and, and move that to anything that they want. Now, what they would do is basically start watching these people with the FBI, with the DHS. They put them on the list and they would start organizing the DHS and the FBI. They start looking for key terms to watch these specific people. Wait, they've already been doing this. They've been doing this for the last three years, gathering the names. This is why they caught all the J6ers so fast. What they're trying to do is stop your right to protest, drop your right to get a redress of grievances from your government, but also... So in Michigan, in Arizona, you can peacefully, in Texas, you can peacefully protest armed with a rifle. So if you wanted to do that with this bill, nope, it's a federal law. You can't do it. They will utilize things like this to restrict your rights and freedoms. This is like the Restrict Act that we talked about in the technological framework. Now, an interesting thing, President Joe Biden has established, this was back in September, the first ever White House Gun Violence Prevention Office, which is overseen by Kamala Harris. The rumor on the street, and I'm trying to find the uh, the interesting articles that talk about this, is that the Gun Violence Prevention Office apparently is trying to get the government to make a move to ban 556-223 Remington ammunition. If not a ban to increase the massive amounts of taxes, on that, which is the most commonly used ammunition round in our country. Guys, they can't take away the guns. They're going to come after your rights to use your gun outside your house, as well as your right to get ammunition. That's where they're at right now. And that's what they're trying to do because they know what comes next. They know that civil war is brewing with the 10th Amendment with states' rights. They know that the federal government has failed its people and the people will not put up with it for very much longer. They know social and cultural destabilization is coming. They know that radical extremist terrorists will potentially be raising hell in our cities very, very soon. And they don't want Americans to respond to that. They know that World War III can break out at any minute. And this world's going to be thrown in the massive turmoil and that global economic collapse will eventually follow. We know that our supply chain and our infrastructure, which is very, very critical to our survival, could be demolished and taken down in an instant. It's happening, guys. Now, an exit poll that was done in Iowa. CNN took a poll. This is CNN taking a poll. Asking voters in Iowa, do you believe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election? 68% of CNN viewers in Iowa said no, that Biden did not legitimately win the election. That should be a major 
wake up call that we are close to the precipice than we've ever been before. Guys, listen, um, that's all we have for you tonight. I'm going to kind of give you a little monologue here. It's happening. I, I don't want to grin. I don't want to smile. I want to pat myself on the back. I never want to be right about all this. Everything is unfolding to the various narrative that has been relayed that we have been putting out. I don't want World War III. I don't want global economic collapse. I want to live a peaceful life. I don't, I don't want to. I really talk about fringe topics all week long. I don't want to talk about corrupt politics and the, the, the movement towards, you know, global governance, but that is what we're seeing right now. We have to fight it at all costs. We have to be ready. We have to be vigilant, especially vigilant with now the ramping up of the war with Iran in the Middle East. This is something that we need to keep an eye on because this could escalate into a massive war, especially if NATO wages war on Russia then we have Israel and Iran and North Korea, South Korea, China, and Taiwan. We can see massive global destabilization, which could lead to a lot of problems. Um, and even war coming here to the United States of America, but most likely uh, various different terrorist attacks is something that you will see. So be hyper vigilant, guys. Uh, with the economy, have gold, have silver, have supplies. Be prepped and ready. If you need to go into our website and, and check out what we got for you, you can find that at redpills.tv. We got some good sponsors over there. Go to Social Red Pill. We got tons of content about prepping over there, as well as on our Substack. We have a whole section on our Substack, redpillproject.substack.com, um, for prepping with a whole bunch of videos on there as well. Um, but 2024 is kicked off crazier than we could ever imagine. Stay vigilant, stay ready, stay prepared, guys. Buckle up. It's going to be a crazy year. Congratulations, Donald Trump, on your win in the Iowa caucuses. This is only the one of many that are going to lead him to victory in 2024 if that election is allowed to happen. Much love, respect, guys. God bless you. You take care. Have a great night. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care. Try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.